0: Georgia's DBHDD is warning all Georgians that half of all opioid deaths happen at home when people take an oxy or a perk with a glass of alcohol for stress or to sleep. Learn more about protecting families from opioid overdoses at opioidresponse.info. Welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. I'm Peter Biello. On today's episode... The state elections board rules on the black volunteers accused of handing out food and water to voters in line back in 2020. Republican lawmakers moved to make laws against COVID restrictions permanent. And a Georgia man killed at Pearl Harbor will finally be laid to rest in Arlington National Cemetery. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. A group of four Black volunteers has been cleared of wrongdoing for handing out food and water to Albany voters waiting in line in the 2020 election. The Georgia State Elections Board voted yesterday not to refer any criminal charges against them. April England Albright of Black Voters Matter says that won't be the case in the future. Had this been just in 2021, we probably would have gotten a referral, even though they simply were giving out food and water because they changed the law. State lawmakers outlawed the practice as part of a sweeping elections reform law in 2021. The elections board also heard yesterday from the state panel tasked by lawmakers with investigating Fulton County's elections board. GPB's Stephen Fowler has more on their report from the state election board meeting in Macon. Republican lawmakers ordered a performance review of Fulton's elections board and a three person panel got to work. They found Fulton County made progress towards fixing issues and should not be suspended. While the intent of the review is to root out failing elections boards, panel member and Katusa County Elections Board Chairman Ricky Kittle said their takeaways were more about learning than punishment. It applies to all 159 counties. I learned stuff from Fulton County, the way they do it. I, I learned something from, from watching their people work, the processes they had we different. Some of them are different than ours. The state election board won't yet vote on approving the report's recommendation. That'll be at the next meeting in April. For GPP News, I'm Stephen Fowler and Macon. The two top leaders in the state Senate are calling for an investigation into a European trip their two predecessors made in mid-November. Atlanta Journal-Constitution senior reporter Tamar Hollerman told GPB's Political Rewind the probe concerns an economic development trip to Germany and England, led by then-Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan and then-Senate President Butch Miller. Because the legislature exempts itself from open records laws, we aren't able to see how much money this trip cost taxpayers, what exactly they were doing. Both Duncan and Miller at the time knew that they weren't going to return to the legislature in January. In a statement Monday, Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones and Senate President John Kennedy said the trip raises concerns and that their offices will investigate it. Following President Joe Biden's State of the Union address last night, Vice President Kamala Harris is in Atlanta today to push the administration's message in a key battleground state. The White House says Harris will highlight investments and actions to combat the climate crisis in remarks at Georgia Tech. Partisan debates over COVID-19 vaccinations resurfaced in the Georgia Senate yesterday. GPB's Sarah Collis reports. Senate Bill 1 would make the temporary ban that prohibits state agencies from requiring people to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination before receiving government services permanent. Republicans say the ban prevents discrimination, but Democrats like Senator Nan Oroch, who opposes the bill, say the debate has become too partisan. This is being posed to you today as the government taking away the rights of the individual, but What's really happened in this country is that the COVID-19 pandemic and the disease has been politicized in a way that other diseases have not been. Senate Bill 1 now heads to the House after passing the Senate in a party-line vote. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Callis at the State Capitol. Georgia lawmakers enacted a one-year ban last year. The bill would make the provision permanent. The Fulton County Board of Commissioners has approved funding for a reparations task force. Commissioners had included a quarter million dollars for it in this year's budget. The Fulton County government says the reparations task force serves as an advisory body to the Board of Commissioners on issues that support, quote, the revitalization, preservation, and stabilization of the Black-slash-African-American population in Fulton County in the form of reparations. Delta Airlines says most of its workers will get a 5% pay raise in April. The Atlanta-based airline also says it'll increase the amount of money available for merit raises. The pay hikes are for non union employees, including ground crew and flight attendants. Airlines have been raising pay to attract and keep workers as travel recovers from the pandemic. These rates are modest compared to the 30% raise over four years that Delta's union pilots are expected to vote on in a few weeks. Pilots are the highest paid work group at airlines. A Georgia man who died during the 1941 attack on Pearl Harbor will be buried at Arlington National Cemetery tomorrow with full military honors. GPB's Devin Zwald has more. Ship fitter third class John Malcolm Donald was stationed on the USS Oklahoma when Japanese aircraft struck the ship with aerial torpedoes. 429 USS Oklahoma sailors were killed, but only 35 were initially identified. More than 70 years later, over 350 crew members, including Donald, were identified by scientists with the Department of Defense. Lieutenant Commander Jory Moore served as the POW-MIA branch head for the Navy. For the the Donald family, I, I hope they feel like they can get some finality, some closure. Um, after having the identification done and, you know, having the, the opportunity to see their loved one buried um, and hopefully they feel like it was done in a dignified way and, and with honor. All but 33 crew members who died on the USS Oklahoma have been identified. For GPB News, I'm Devon Zwald. And this final note. I know everyone's focus is on the Super Bowl right now. It's coming up this Sunday, but let's talk baseball for a moment. The Braves this week headed down to Florida for spring training. The regular season is still more than a month away. In this season, sports fans will be watching Braves outfielder Michael Harris II closely, in part because of the stellar numbers he put up in 2022. Those numbers were good enough to win him the National League Rookie of the Year Award. Harris II is also now the subject of a documentary to be released tomorrow. It follows his journey as a kid from Atlanta all the way to his big league debut and features interviews with him, his parents, his coaches, mentors, and others. Some guys like the game. Some guys just play the game. But when you see a guy that loves the game and go at it with that kind of attitude, that desire to be good, he'll stick out and stand out. And that's what he did. It's just different when Mike indicates. Everybody's eyes kind of would turn. Then I saw him play the outfield. Then I saw him hit. I'm like, well, this is just nothing this guy can't do. That's from the trailer of this documentary. You can see the documentary about Michael Harris II tomorrow night at 9 on youtube.com slash braves. And that is it for this edition of Georgia Today. Please take a moment to subscribe to it to keep it current in your podcast feed. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a positive review. That helps other listeners find us. As always, we appreciate your support. And if you've got feedback, send it to us by email. The address is Today at gpb.org. I'm Peter Biello. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.